0: This is All About Audience, dissecting how creatives in the digital media world cater to the audience they are producing for. I'm your host, Fred Vigen. In this episode, we're back to school, tackling social media and college institutions. This is the second part of a two-part conversation interviewing two professionals at different colleges. You can find part one earlier in this podcast feed. Today, we're joined by Tim Neckritz of SUNY Oswego to talk about digital content and marketing, touching on what success is on various platforms, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, and why it's important to be human and be interactive as a creator uh tim thanks for joining uh me today as we discuss uh, all sorts of things and i'm going to start off with a very out of context uh, question for you but um but it it links to to social media did you take the lollipop today um i need to go back um <laughs> because
1: I, but we got to the end of the day i'm like oh crap but i think it was like 95 percent yes and that five percent no so if it's still there tomorrow, I will take it. I'll have to do a brand new post. But, um, yeah, we'll
0: see. And this is a reference to an uh, Instagram... Is that a story?
1: Story, yep.
0: Instagram story that Tim posted today on his feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened to be uh, at Career Services and at Spring Break, and there happened to be just this lonely, dumb-dumb lollipop sitting there. Mm-hmm. So we had a poll. So just one of the... Uh, examples of of engagement that you you provide to everyone who follows you on a daily basis so but it's, th-
1: it's also it's also like what i always do is experiment in social media hmm. um like there's always people who say oh i've never used the facebook before i'm going to run a social media account for my employers like so i mean before we launched anything i was our, i always experiment with it except for tiktok i Experiment much before we launched that, but we had to because there was someone else claiming to be SUNY Oswego, so I had to claim, I had to claim that. Is. Um, but yeah, so try—you know—try before you buy. For the first thing you should ever do in the social media planet is platform is not great content for a brand. You should figure it out first.
0: And so Tim and I have known each other for just about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both worked together. We were in different departments, but we worked together at 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 Oswego. Tim is still there. I have uh, moved on. Sometimes question that move, but um, but yes, uh, one one of the things that I remember is uh, Tim, you're on the 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 cutting edge of social media. I remember um, Foursquare and being really yeah. uh, engaged with that, and 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 some of their. Not there, but some of the some of the clones that also exist. Uh, they, they, oh yeah, Go, Gowalla, gowala um, That's
1: right. scavenger. Yeah, I, I was very interested in that as a research topic, and
0: surprisingly,
1: the location geolocation stuff did not take off. I mean, it was okay. I think it was because of the marketplace was flooded. There was, foursquare thought they were the market leader, but it was kind of like yeah, you know, after your mayor of something, <laughs> it's kind of old
0: after something in your role like what do you feel like you're a would you use the term multi-platform multimedia new media do, does do any of those terms describe what you're involved involved with what you uh, what you do who you manage that sort of thing or are those really are those old terms yeah
1: well i mean it was new media like you know 15 years ago i mean when, when you and i were on zanga together you know in oh the, the early 21st century and we we're meeting all kinds of interesting people, and occasionally stalkers, and, but nice people also. Um, like, you know, my dog is Chelsea. And like this point. I consider it digital media or digital communication because um, one thing that we've been doing increasingly, and fortunately I've been getting more buying, is, you know, in terms of college recruitment, people spend so much money on print, and all these, I'm not gonna call them dead media, like as we're going to learn as our children become older the view book is for us not for our kids it comes to the house and you would tell freddie hey you got something from princeton are you gonna are you gonna look at it and but um but we kept saying you know we got to invest more in like google ads and facebook ads and so we finally um a lot of that took place this year um and not surprisingly we made an investment there and we saw a huge jump in applications um, but you know for me it's really just digital communications um, and so that could mean you know producing videos photos texts um, stories it's you know it basically it's, it's all about content creation and distribution um, and knowing what channels work what channels to reach what people um, I was loved when I say hey can you put this on Facebook so our students will read it and I said those are two very different clauses that don't belong in the sense. <laughs> Um Parents? Sure. Alumni? Sure. Um, community members? Sure. Students? Probably not. That's what Instagram is. To a degree, um, I mean, there's a pretty healthy TikTok presence there um, among our students. Um, but it's all, you know, at the same time, they're, they're going to TikTok for various things and in entertainment. Um, Instagram, I would still say, is our main channel for reaching students to Twitter is very big for, um, you know, communication students, majors, like, like we were, like you still are, um, and, like, meteorology majors, because, as you might know, Oswego is on a lake, and we get really wicked <laughs> weather sometimes, so, like, one of our students will tweet an awful looking lake effect uh, storm, and it'll get picked up by all these people things. think, hey, look, we're on the Weather Channel, isn't that awesome? Um, but it gets us meteorology majors, because they... The things that we suffer through, they, they find exciting, so that's great. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's it's atomized a little bit. There's no, Facebook used to be the 800 pound gorilla. It's not anymore. Um, but Facebook bought Instagram, which instantly made both platforms worse. Um, but yeah, and then people have always talked about Twitter, like it's just, Twitter is kind of overrepresented because of media. Like their followership at one point was, over, was dropping. There was a net drop in followership. So the fact that we were able to gain two to five percent per year when there's less new people coming on i always thought was good instagram is still our, our fastest growing um uh, well tiktok probably our fastest growing but then it started with a very low number um but uh that and then youtube you know when you figure youtube is the second largest search engine um in the u.s and it's only behind google which is a, um you know that that's when we had um a lot of um, understanding what to do with YouTube, and it's hard because video is really the hardest thing to do. But we had, as 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 you probably remember, um, a student named Alyssa Levenberg, um, who was a video blogger. Um, who I actually she tweeted at us and said, "Hey, if you're looking for someone to make videos, I'm your girl." And so I looked at her Twitter account, looked at her um, at her videos, and then interviewed her. And like you know, I said <laughs> basically, I asked one question, and I said you're hired Um, because, and then she basically had a series called Alyssa explains it all. Um, We were not sued by Nickelodeon, which is good. Um, But she basically went, she talked about things that students were interested in, like about homesickness, about roommates, about friendships, about studying and time management. And she basically worked from the time she was a freshman until she was a senior. Um, But again, she, but there's, and so I've been lucky, like um, the fall, no, Fall, spring, spring 2021, I had two um, video interns and they shot and they edited it on an iPhone. And it takes me like a half hour to send a text message because I have like 10 thumbs. Um, but they, so they were putting together video packages on iPhones and they were um, putting that up on TikTok and on Instagram. And they did really, really well. And then one of them got a job in Binghamton straight out. Another one got a job in Texas um, because again, they get a reel from that. And so my whole thing with students is uh, with interns, it's like I want them to leave with a portfolio. I want them to leave having achieved these things. But we benefit too, because I'm, as you mentioned, we've been known each other for 20 years and we did not meet in kindergarten. So I'm a little bit older than most of our target market, unless it's alumni or whatever. Um, And so the students really know what's current. And like Alex, for example, watches a lot of tiktok and understands what a tiktok trend is and it, it comes and it goes in a day um the one thing i was trying to do is when um sea shanties were the big trend i was trying to find a student who might sing sea shanties or something and that was unsuccessful that was during break um but you know trying to keep up that's a hard one to keep up with we also have a, a pinterest um account that we started that a student started a student named named jenna um, we were talking about it and she said hey, you know how people always ask what they should bring to campus when they move here? Why don't we do a Pinterest board on, um, you know, on um, what to bring? And that was the first thing we've done. And the thing about Pinterest, you don't have to update it all the time, um, like other ones. So we've had some pretty good success with, with Pinterest, that type of thing, which no one ever thinks about. It's really a huge, a huge thing um, to have. Um, so we just know we get these hits on all these different places. Um, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's intentional and that type of thing. Sometimes you will be surprised. Um, you're a content creator. You'll create something like, oh my God, this is so awesome. And then it'll do nothing. And well, my favorite example, there was a really, really cold day and I was walking across campus and we have a bunch of, um, uh, sculptures, um, between the, um, uh, like Penfield library where WRVO stations are and the Murano campus center. And one is like a giant popsicle. So I took a picture of it and basically put up on Instagram. Oh, it's so cold; even the giant popsicle is frozen. Um, but you know, stay safe, stay warm. And it gets like oh, 1,100 likes. these things that I work really hard on get like 300 <laughs> likes. I'm like, damn it, what am I doing wrong? Um, but again, it's like it, it, it's understanding the channel too. People just wanted something fun, you know, that and it's and striking visual. But also, there is that that caringness. You know, stay warm, Lakers, and that type of thing you know just it, it's about forming communities and i think that's one of the hard parts about social media having a much more toxic side is um like in you you, you remember myspace and tenga where basically everybody got along at least tolerated each other there weren't trolls that basically it was about forming a community and that type of thing and even then we'll have you know those of us once you've got a big enough brand you'll have people who will be happy about some things and unhappy about other things um, so, you know, it's, uh, and then obviously what happened since 2020, it was, it's been even crazier. And you can, you know, you can start four years before that. And I don't need to explain to you what happened four years before that. Um, but it's just been, it's been a real challenge, I think, for social media people is to try to stay positive sometimes during some really challenging parts. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a, it's a, such a cool job because we get to tell stories and we get to share good news and just have a lot of fun and creativity, um, with what we do. And if, and if you do a post that doesn't do well, nobody remembers it in two days, you know? So that's, that's one of the, the nice things about it. And then we do the chicken patty video a couple of years ago and people are still talking about that and sharing that two years later. So, you know,
0: was that on, on YouTube or where,
1: Yeah, it was videos on YouTube and on Facebook, basically because chicken patties, to the audience who doesn't know, was like Oswego's most famous meal in the dining hall. So we went to Lakeside, which I know Fred knows, um, and we did some filming. Like the first student we interviewed is like, oh, man, chicken patty is life. And I'm like, this is going to be an awesome video. And so we had a student student who was kind of our host for it, uh, Crystal Cole, who is now working for Spectrum News um because we interviewed her for another story and my videographer jim and i look at each other it's like okay she's gonna be a, she's gonna be an intern um and so like yeah and so we'll have these crazy stupid not stupid but silly something silly about the chicken patty the most famous dish at Sunia oswego and it goes viral um you know and like you know everybody's always like make a viral video it's like uh, why don't you ask me to Pick, ask me to pick all 60, however, 68 games of the NCAA tournament. I've got a better chance of that. Or Ask me, let's put that money into lottery tickets. We've got a better chance of hitting it big and getting naming rights on building 20 or something, because we still have a building that's called building 20. Naming rights are available, Fred, if you hit the lottery. Um, but, yeah, so so much of it is is trial and error, really. Um, like we um, – like, you know, we look at some analytics and, you know, because there's, 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 you know, just the likes, of, and the analytics, but it's like, okay, how long do people watch this video? How many share? For me, a share always means important, like, because people are buying your content, quote unquote.
0: Going back to uh, metrics for a moment, you yep. you mentioned building community, yep. but then you also mentioned, you know, like, shares is like yep. a quality engagement. Yep. What, what is more important, building community, uh, or or hitting a certain uh, number for metrics?
1: Great, great question, Fred. Um, but the essentially the whole point is, if you don't build the community, you're not going to get those likes and those vanity metrics. Um, like we will, like I said, we've done a lot of advertising on our Facebook channel. Um, the problem with that is the way analytics or the the logarithm works. Algorithm, algorithm. The way the algorithm works is that every piece of equipment, every piece of material you put on Facebook is competing against others. So like if we promote a post, then Facebook is like, oh, they're spending money. I'm so happy. Um, But if you don't promote a post because we just put up like a bunch of admitted student um, calendar items and they're not doing anything because they're not being posted right now. And so it's keeping our other, um, other content from doing well because basically Facebook rewards you when you have content that does well um so um until we can get those posts boosted we're still at a bit of a challenge you know if there's a snowstorm tomorrow and we post you know something then that'll do well or a sunset shot or, or whatnot um but it's hard because facebook kind of punishes you for posting too much they say hey you need to post more and then you post more and it's like hey guess what you're you're you know congratulations you're you're your el- the algorithm sucks at the ad rank the ad rank will go down." Um, but I kept. But I made the point at one point when we were talking about advertising more. It's like, but you need good organic content because people don't follow Suny Speako to get served an ad. They follow it because they're a prospective student, occasionally, prospective student parent, an alum, someone with some connection in the college. So you've got to create the quality content to get that in the first place. And a lot of where we pick up a lot of stuff is shares and retweets and people posting our stuff to their Instagram story. So really, it's it's getting that content people want to share. That's how you get stuff. Um, So, you know, if I get, if I got, you know, 50, 50 shares is better than 500 likes um, because you're getting other people's streams and you'll have the shares of the shares and all the rest of that stuff. Um, So for me, really, it's about creating content that, that will get you more, get you more, um, this still called fans, followers, likes, whatever the heck it is. More members in your community. We'll, we'll use that. We'll use that wonderful term. Um, That's, I really want stuff that's going to build like that. Like a good example, one of our incoming students created a class of 2026 Instagram account and basically said, Hey, you know, if, if you're an incoming student, first of all, I can't believe the class of 2026 is a year, but, um, but if you're an incoming student, throw us a picture and we'll post it. And that type of thing." the old way of thinking was like, Oh my God, they're using our, you're using our name without permission. We should be, We should be suing them, Um, but Alex saw this immediately. Friended the person, DMs them all the time, and so like when a student, so like someone sends something, a student posts this, we share it on our story, and then every student that commits wants to be on that story too, Um, and so they'll send us their posts. So in a way, student, we're making students stars, you know, for a day or whatever. Um, But they're joining our community because we are open to that because Alex made a partnership, saw an opportunity, made a partnership with this um, account that is a satellite, unofficial SUNY Oswego account, um, who is bringing more people to us. And like now it's, it's almost become um, customary that like if a high school, um, you know, let's, let's say, um, you know, uh, you know, someone in Casanova. You know, um, Casanova High um, commits to Oswego. Casanova's Instagram page, and sometimes your Facebook and sometimes your Twitter, will post and tag us, and then we, like, do the green and gold hearts. Hey, welcome to the Oswego family. So it's really about building that community one good um, interaction at a time, which is, you know, that's something that I learned very early in Twitter. And how...
0: I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, like how responsive are you and not responsive in a customer service way, but Mm -hmm. responsive when you, when you, when you spot a a post that was really good, whether you, you know, whatever platform, how, how, what's, what triggers it to say we got to replicate this, this again? Yeah.
1: Um, well basically normally it is, um, I mean it's qualitative and quantitative. Obviously, if you if we see if we post something that does really well with all the likes and shares, that's good. But also people will share meaningful um, content on it. One of the first examples I had is there was a really cool sunset over over Oswego, kind of over Lake Ontario. Terrace, very red and that type of thing. I took a picture of myself to put on my own Facebook. And then I get home, my long three minute commute. And I'm like, you know what, Um, what, why don't I put this on the Oswego Facebook page? Of course, all the social media experts say, oh, no, the best time to post is between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. on Thursdays. And so according to the experts, you post something at 5.30 on Friday, it won't do well. Um, And this became our biggest post. But what I really, really loved was that um, people started connecting over. It's like, oh, I remember, da, da, da. And someone said, I remember someone used to play bagpipes at sunset. And they're like, I remember that too. And someone chimed in, it's like, I know him. He was in Waterbury Hall, and I never got the name. We never got the name, but but people were bonding over alumni were bonding over this bagpiper and that type of thing. Um, or you think about the fact that every year we post something on September 11th because we lost 12 alumni directly to that day. We've lost we've lost quite a few more um, who were rescuers because they caught various cancers and whatnot. Um, so we've got this observance on campus. Do you remember Alice Masimi? I think, i think you might, um,
0: maybe. Anyway,
1: so Alice um,
0: was. The I do remember. Who- I'm sorry. I'm take, these names. I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, she worked uh, at Fox News for a while, I think. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now she works on Veteran Services
1: somewhere, I think, because her husband's a veteran. Um, but um, but so basically, she spearheaded this thing. And so there's a little commun- there's a little community garden. Um, and every year we post on September 11th, every year it does some of our best numbers, but it's not about that. If it got five likes, it doesn't really matter as much. There's always a huge community. People will say, I knew that person. I knew that person. Um, people will connect through that. It's like, oh, I knew her too. You know, I didn't know you are in the sorority and that type of thing. Um so it, it, you know it does well from a metric standpoint, but it's also it's an important thing to do because people connect over it. or like we had the two, two of the students who died in the Pan Am 103 uh, bombing um, in 1988. And so you know that's something we talk about every year too. and you know people remember less as years go by, less people will remember this stuff. But so it's kind of from that history background that I have it's about memorial, memorializing things to a degree because people people bond over the good times but they bond over the tragedies too. And that's one of the things that connects them. The fact that their alma mater is remembering this 20 years later um, in the case of 9-11, that, that's important to people because, especially if you were on campus that day, because it was just such a, um, such an, such a, a world-changing day. And for a lot of our students, that is a, one of the things they remember most about about their uh, college years. Um, so, you know, obviously there's positive content you want to put out, but then sometimes you've got to do stuff relating to, I don't know, a pandemic. Um I was watching Governor Andrew, former governor Andrew Cuomo live and he said, SUNY colleges are going to go remote and send students home. And so we are scrambling at this point because everyone's tweeting at SUNY's figure, oh, what's this? Is this true? What should we do? My parent, my 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 kid, I gotta pick up my kid. What's happening? Does anybody know? And so trying to figure all that stuff out and i can reply to people but it's like i have no idea um it's tough so you know hopefully in social media most of it's good good times and sunsets and popsicle statues and stuff um but obviously part of it is dealing with with adversity and difficulty like a lot of the day-to-day stuff that appeals to students really instagram's our main our main thing and it's also a big student recruitment tool so you know when we're thinking about okay What's something really cool that a sixteen or seventeen year old will look at and say, that'll make me more likely to choose a speaker. That's you know, again, that's a pretty easy metric to consider. So um that's one of one of the things. And, you know, if the question if it's something that's interesting parents of students or, or alumni, then that makes sense for Facebook. And then Twitter's like a little bit of, of everything. Cause I mean a lot of our young younger alumni are still heavy users of that. And some students, not prospective students nearly as much. I think that's that's aged up, but some do, you know. And so, like the ones who do, especially that are going to be very involved and involved in communications or meteorology, they're using that. So, you know, so for recruiting for a specific programs, and we have also we have some uh, faculty members who are um, Instagram stars in their own way, going uh, viral, f- generally for reasons they want to, but not always. Wow, we've got you know, like we have this uh, faculty member who is very into ornithology, birds, studying cardinals. And he's always posting funny bird stuff. And we'll share it, you know, because it's like, you know, hey, maybe all the faculty there are that funny and friendly. It's like, well, sure. I'll let you believe that if you'd like to. Um, but but again, trying to make this place look, make, not make it, but show people the really interesting things that we have, and sometimes that are distinctive, that nobody else has, or that people don't have that are as good. Like we were talking about student media, and we have very good, um, very good broadcasting program here. I, Believe you might have been involved in that at some point, but at some point, um, at some point, yeah. But you know, showing off what's really good, or the fact there's not a lot of—I mean, we are like a national-level meteorology program, so yeah, we're you know not the not the most awful-looking weather photos. But we'll share stuff that that our students have posted. But if students are posting these things about some awesome experiences, or alumni are posting about awesome experiences during as soon as we go, absolutely let people see that. Make sure that they see it because that's you know that's a testimonial that is honesty they're gonna trust that a lot more.
0: it's telling a good story yes absolutely so what's next what's what's the next thing since you're always always out there <laughs> looking uh
1: I I keep one I keep hoping Vine's gonna come back that was a fun little one um well, I think what's gonna happen and the problem is no one ever predicts the next one I mean when I, first time I saw Instagram I'm like this has five buttons it's pretty easy maybe this will be big someday you know Um, I don't think they had an IPO, so I couldn't invest in it. Um, I mean, I think whatever is going to be the next thing is, it's going to be, it's going to be video probably because, you know, you saw what happened with Instagram or with, um, TikTok. Oh, Instagram's got reels and, um, YouTube has shorts, but, um, but everyone, you know, and then Instagram did stuff to, um, take away what Snapchat was doing and that type of thing. So there's a lot of imitation in that type of thing. Um, and, but, you know, I, I feel like short-form video is really the thing. Um, but I don't know if anyone's going to figure out a way to do that better than it is now. I mean, Yik Yak is back. That's all I want to say about that. Um, but, you know, so I think you have um, – I think people still want to connect. And I think the last two years did that to us even more so. We wanted to connect and see what other inter- people were, do- were doing that was interesting because we couldn't do that in the world anymore. Um, but it's hard to tell. Um, you know, I think – Again, I think visual content has been more and more important, and I think more and more people are learning how to make really good video. Whether this is a brand, you know, what 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 can replace what can be what can out TikTok TikTok? I guess is the question. What can out Instagram Instagram? Um, so I'm pretty sure whatever the next platform is, no one's going to see it coming because nobody ever does. Um, but you know, at the same time, I think you know, I I think Facebook is um, is going to see it's going to see its influence drop. It's, you know, the the old line uh a former uh, radio station owner said that he had cornered the market the 50 year old to dead market and I, I don't that's not where Facebook is yet but Facebook is aging up and people are not joining it. Instagram's still pretty strong. Uh, Twitter, like I said, it's not growing but it's stable. Um, TikTok has been growing tremendously, which also means that there's more crap more harassment and all the rest of that stuff. Um, but that being said, I think beca- being a visual storyteller and the f- and YouTube um, being a big deal because a lot of kids, including mine, have talked about wanting to be a YouTuber. Um, and it's like – and, like, they walk because, like, I don't know, you know, again, what, what your kids might watch, but RS will play some Minecraft and then watch all these people posting about Minecraft or, um, or about species or um, – or Geometry Dash, or all these video games that he plays. He'll watch people blog and talk about it, and sometimes it's showing them how to succeed, but mainly it's just making fun of games and that type of thing. So, I think there's a large number of, of, of kids who are learning and want to learn how to create visual content. And right now, a lot of them are going on YouTube and that type of thing. But then YouTube has its drawbacks. So. I would not be surprised, and I'm just working this out in my head right now, if the next big platform figures out how to take these video storytellers and do something in a new and accessible way, in an easy way, um, that, can, that can get their stories out there. But it's hard because you're competing against some really good things. But obviously, the thing about YouTube is YouTube doesn't really take vertical video that well. Um, and TikTok can't take horizontal video. So is someone going to figure out a middle ground here, and find a way to appeal to all these content creators, um, and tie in with platforms like like uh, Nintendo and like Steam and all the rest of that stuff, and try to figure out a, a visual way of doing it? Because like um, we have a Steam account, Aris and I both, and Amy. Um, so we have all we have like three Steam accounts between all of us. And every time you get on, it's like, oh, you want to you want to talk to people while I do this? Like, no, absolutely <laughs> we not. Uh, or my child is not allowed to. Um, but think about things like that or like the whole Roblox community. And so I could see something that is connected to gaming. Like, I feel like we, we haven't done anything in Twitch yet. And I, I was like just going to cool.
0: ask about Twitch. Okay.
1: Yeah. We don't, yeah, we, I've like dabbled in it and I'm like, we should totally make a channel. And then, six months later we should totally make a channel because uh, like wtop our tv station uses twitch um my my friend uh, josh grovent with 95 net 5x as uh, another suny spiegel graduate former president of the sean cassidy fan club improv comedy Troupe, one of the finest named student organizations anywhere um he does a twitch channel um with he also he started making his own whiskey and does something called whiskey wednesday um And so like he will basically do one where he drinks whiskey and people can talk to him or um, a lot of musicians, uh, Jess Novak who's an awesome musician I've gotten to know from the central New York area will do a weekly Twitch. Will she perform and people will will interact. Um, So I feel like it seems like people are sleeping on Twitch. No one, I don't know a lot of brands that are trying to get in that space, but you know, what if like a college did that and start having their own Twitch shows um, and said, you know, kind of, Did like a partnership with their tv stations and radio stations and said hey let's do some shows on twitch oh fred i've got an idea now thanks thanks a lot i'm gonna mention this to my boss and do it probably um but it's like why are colleges and brands not creating their own twitch channels and posting on it because it's huge in the gaming community um and things like esports are becoming bigger and bigger deals all the if you have an a college a collegiate esports, they've got their own Twitch channel because they're competing and streaming on it. So I feel like that's the one that people are sleeping on right now.
0: Well, I think we covered everything I <clears throat> that set out for. it. Is there anything you want to add? Is there any gaps?
1: People have sometimes said, Hey, have you thought about writing a book on social media? I'm like, why? It'll be it'll be it'll be um, obsolete by the time it comes out and i have friends who've done like e-publications and that type of thing but it's hard because you know like um you know snapchat is everything and then no one's on snapchat and then vine is huge and then find a spears or form spring is where everybody asks questions and then doesn't exist anymore because they couldn't sustain it um so that's the problem then you've got you have you know you're what's uh using the old uh I'm trying to remember who, who originally saying that's life. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. Um, the thing about social media is it moves so fast, but the things that never go out of style are good content um, and um, community building um, because, you know, you might lose a community if a social media thing goes away, but hopefully that, you know, so if Facebook disappeared tomorrow, and I would probably not shed much of a tear, um, we haven't disconnected people on Facebook. We've connected them with them in other communities um but also it's about the importance of content um you know it's you know posting good stuff not just posting to post or like i was actually quoted in a book about my grocery store analogy people will say how many how often should i post on on facebook and i'm like how often do you go to the grocery store and i'm like what and i'll be like Why do you go to the grocery store? Because I need something. Okay, you post because you have something to share. You don't post to say, oh, it's Tuesday. I didn't post anything. Let me find something really stupid to post that No one cares about. Um, Probably a graphic, probably a flyer as a matter of fact. But I think that the whole important is you've got to create some value. Or Luke Sullivan, um, author of Hey Whipple, Squeeze This, um, has a phrase that he said about social media. It's one of the greatest guys, but I think he added it out of a future edition Uh, unfortunately, which is, is what I'm creating, adding value to someone's life, is it useful, entertaining, or beautiful? Um, And that really, to me, is the most succinct, um, the most succinct way of saying the value of social media. Um, It's about creating value. It's by being useful, um, like, you know, going on Yelp and finding that place you can eat. Is it entertaining? Is it that weird TikTok? Is it someone singing sea shanties? Is it beautiful? Is that shot of that sunset or... Whatever the people remember, so um, that to me doesn't matter what the platform is. The platforms come and go, but being able to create value and make something that's useful, entertaining, and beautiful that works across any platform in a hundred years and we're dead. Whatever whatever is big with the kids, then um, will be it, it will still adhere to those things.
0: All right Tim Neckritz, thank you so much Tim is again the director of news and media state at the State University of New York College at Oswego and professor of media copywriting and a good friend responsible he was on my search committee for WRVO so he he he, he it, you have him to blame for my my existence at WRVO full time for 10 years and then I have done at least one thing right so that's good. <laughs> You've done many things, Tim. This was a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us for All About Audience, a project for my graduate studies in information design and technology at SUNY Polytechnic in Utica, New York. Find more information about the school at sunypoly.edu. Theme music is Constructivism by Poddington Bear. Learn more about his music at soundofpicture.com. I'm Fred Vigent, host and producer of All About Audience. Thanks for joining us. I still. I still have it here somewhere. I don't know if I mm-hmm. my library of all my books for for my current program, but I I held on to my copy of yeah. Hey Whipple, squeeze yeah. this. See, see, that, and I I have to admit that's why I'm. That was one of the main reasons why I pursued my master's degree was. Um, Tim Neckritz here went on, on 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 a sabbatical, right? I mean, if you want yeah, to call, to I mean, and yep, yeah. yeah, to write a book. So yeah. And I had the uh, amazing opportunity to fill fill your shoes for three semesters, and I loved every minute of it. I had a wonderful time and miss it dearly. And I was like, that's that's one you know, one of the main reasons why I want to get a master's degree is so I can teach. Yeah.
1: Well, and you wanted to teach originally when you, when you went to college, so it's kind of like full circle.
0: It is. It's the circle of life. As my son <laughs> just watched Lion King this weekend, so. Nice. <laughs> work. <laughs>